Welcome to an inspirational Sunday message from Found Church. We hope you will be challenged and encouraged while listening to this message. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our church website, foundchurch.co.uk, or you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Your faith. You know, and of course, I mean, getting each week to see the crazy games, you know, and just being so thrilled that no one, no one died each time has been fantastic. <laughs> you know, but they're, they're loads of fun. So if you haven't got a chance to play them, maybe we can do an adult version of that sometime. You know, and I think just overall, just having a, a sense of community and really getting to move into an area, you know, that you're unfamiliar with and immediately getting to plug in with other people who have a like-minded idea of what it means to grow and to reach other people and to reach the lost has really been an honor just uh, to step into. Yeah, thank you. For those who don't know, Dave has been known to wear his kilt on more than just formal occasions. Uh, What's the best reaction you've had to your kilt, and what made you decide to wear a kilt when you're out and about? That's, that's a dangerous question for me because I was a history teacher in, in America for a while. Um, but, I mean, really for me, a kilt isn't something I started wearing when I came to Scotland. It's something that I already had in the States. I mean, growing up, my Scottish heritage was very important to my family, and that's one thing that we were taught. You know, I mean, my family came from Aberdeenshire in uh, 1688. So they actually immigrated to the United States, and that's uh, my namesake anyway part of it. You know, and really coming in and growing up on you know these tales of the Scottish Highlanders and this great traditional deep pride in who they were, you know, I mean, granted, if you fast forward sixty years, I mean, in seventeen forty six, the kilt was outlawed, and you know that lasted for a while. But it was really this idea of taking something back from a life I didn't get to have, you know. And really here, I think just the greatest reaction I've had was at the Falkirk Stadium, and I went into this room where you can buy different things to wear when you're in the games. And I heard this lady go, it's the kilt, man. (laughs) And they yelled, I wasn't even wearing a kilt. They just recognized me, and these people came out of the back and started asking me questions. And it turned into this whole thing. We talked about found and church and what it meant to the community. And they're like, it would be great if the churches would start up again. Which, of course, then I replied, well, where do you go to church? And that started a whole nother of, well, we need to go back in the back and work. But it was, it was good. Uh, another question. You've been involved with a lot of youth stuff over the last year on Fridays at Kickstart and in schools. But what is one thing that makes Found You special and why? So one thing that makes Found You special, uh, I mean, of course, Gregor. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. You know, but I, I think if you really look at everything, I mean, from coming in on the Fridays to going to Kickstart, to seeing the outreach that the church does, or the kids do within the communities, to going into Larbert with Gregor for Scripture Union, you know, it it's really goes back to that core group of kids. I mean, there are people that you can consistently expect to see walk through those doors. You know, and any time you're looking at the future of a church, any time you're saying, okay, where will this church go? And we looked at 100 years of Founds history, you know, back in uh, a couple months back, and when you're looking at a future and you're looking forward, you're looking for where is the foundation? And it's really in the youth. And to see that consistency for me, it shows a positive direction that the church is moving. And it shows a future that I believe is going to be not only exceptional, but far greater than anything any of us in this room or watching online could ever imagine. 
So uh, you guys have been here in Scotland for nearly a year now. There's probably been ups and downs. For example, meeting Connor and myself would be an up, but meeting Gregor would probably be a down. So what has been your ups and downs? So that, that's a really deep question. And it's one of those questions that when someone asks you that, especially in front of people, you want to a- answer it in the right way where you don't get emotional. But, I mean, for us, you know, for those of you who don't know, we recently purchased a home. So we are in Falkirk. This is home for us. And we're not going anywhere. You know, and... <laughs> but, you know, it, it's been an up to see this family. You know, we left everything behind when we left America. You know, and leaving so much behind... And I have a huge family. I mean, massive. We're talking thousands of people. You know, the Scottish clans grow, so there are lots of landrums. You know, and to leave that behind for me was, was hard. Not in terms of I'm going to miss them, but in terms of I'm not going to be there when they need me. You know, and when I first got here this year, I lost my grandfather. And getting to speak with him for the last time for me just kind of solidified what it meant to leave your life behind. But stepping away from a family into a family that is much larger and that was so welcoming and so kind, and even with moving into our home recently, you know, even though I'm one of those people that's like, I can do it myself, I've had people step up and help me that I didn't tell a lot of people, just because, again, that's my nature. But at the same time, we've had such generosity and kindness and love just pour out into our lives over this last year that my kids who left their friends, their schools their future. I mean, it's one of those moments where you're like, well, my kids won't marry the person they would have. They won't have the friends they would have. They won't have the life they would have. And to see that happen and to see them be welcomed into this new world just gives us hope for everything that's going to come, not only for us, but for the family of the church that we're going to be in now. Uh, Another question. You have had a chance to You've had a chance to meet many great people, including myself and Owen. Do you have a favorite person <laughs> at youth? Is, is this for my favorite person? Or is this for it's me? It's from your favorite person. Oh, this is from my favorite person. Oh, that's fantastically kind. Thank you. But you want to know if I have a favorite person? Yes. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> So what do you think God is getting you ready for this year? Revival. You know, I, a revival, absolutely. You know, there is a spirit of revival in this place, in this city, in this nation, in this world. And I truly believe it is coming to Falkirk, Scotland, Found Church. Thank you for answering your questions, Dave. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Youth Space. Oh, thank you. Thanks very much. Didn't they do a great job? They were really good. So this year we went away to Rock Nations, and Rock Nations was heaps and heaps of fun. We had a whole, like, there was 23 of us in total that went along to Rock Nations this year. So if you're a young person and you went along to Rock Nations, why don't you just stand up in here? There might not be... 
with two services, you can't always expect them all to be at the early service, just to let you know. But we've got young people that came along to Rock Nations this year, and it was really good. So yes, there's our two there. There was a lot more than that. But, but, but yeah, so we've got... Every year we go to Rock Nations, we've got a theme that we have, or a motto that we say to our young people, is something to really like gel us together before we leave, something to think about when we're there. And so we've had mottos like, we've had one called Focus, so we used, uh, who's familiar with The Rock? Yes. The wrestler, yeah, yeah. The movie star, Hollywood actor. Wrestler, sorry Stephen. But anyway, and we've also used one called Ohana, which is from a movie called Lilo and Stitch. Any Lilo and Stitch fans? Just me. Or no, right, okay. And we've also had one called Lean In. So just to clarify, Ohana means family. And we were talking like we were a family when we were going down. It's not just a random word that we used. But we used Lean In. And that was to say that when we were at Rock Nations, we were going to lean into what was being said and take all the things that God has for us. And then we've also had one called I've Got Your Back, saying that we were going to look out for each other when we were down there, that we were going to say, do you know what, if we feel like they're, they're feeling a bit down, we were going to come alongside them and encourage them. And we, we just said these mottos, each one with a meaning behind it, and each one to encourage our young people. And this year, before we went down... I was thinking about what, what, what's going to be our motto for this year? What's going to be the thing that's going to ground our young people? What's going to be the thing that hypes them and gets them ready for all the things that God is going to do? And I, I, that, that phrase just kept coming back. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? For, I felt like God was saying, are you ready for what I am going to do? Are you ready for what I'm going to do? And so this year, before we went, that was our motto. motto are you ready? And I was saying, over the past few months, I've been reading about um, the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God in different passages in the Bible. And one of the places where Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven is he talks about it when he tells his disciples how to pray. So he tells his disciples how to pray. And he says this, it's in Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to just go from verse, we're going to go from verse 5 to 10. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray and stand in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they will think they will, they will be heard because of their many words. Don't, do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you even ask him. Then this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you see in that first, that first few verses of that passage that I've just read, is talks about Jesus telling his disciples how to pray, telling them how to go about doing, because they've seen people praying, but Jesus is telling them there's a different way to go about it. They'd seen um, the religious leaders pray with these big long words to be seen. And that, that was their recognition. Their concern wasn't to be heard by God. Their concern was to be heard by people. And Jesus is telling his disciples, no, we're going to focus on God. We're going to focus on what he has to say. And so when he, say, he says, when you pray, pray to your Father in heaven. Do it in a place where no one can see you, where no one can hear you, where it's just you and him. And make that the the point where you can build your relationship with him, communicating with, purely with God and asking him into your life. Hallow, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We respect to your name, Jesus, and your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I think, I was thinking about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, 
What, what, what even is that? And why is that the first thing? Why, so first, the first thing, of course, is God, God's name being honored. But the second thing is that his kingdom would come. His kingdom will come and his will will be done. That's the second thing that Jesus puts into this prayer. When he's telling his disciples, and I believe he's telling us, how we pray. And so he's telling them, so what is the kingdom of heaven? Well, the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, is the sovereign reign of God over the whole universe. The whole universe, incorporating everything that is. It's a spiritual kingdom. When we submit to God's kingship, we come into that kingdom. It's the spiritual rule over our hearts and the lives of those that are submissive to God. Jesus says that his kingdom is not part of this world, but something that we enter into by being born again. Through recognition that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The kingdom of God is, God is God's literal rule of Christ over earth during, his, during the millennium. And Christ has set up his spiritual reign, but he's also going to set up his physical reign here on earth. And this is probably, probably the best summary that I, you'll get out of me regarding the kingdom of God is that it's God's kingdom right here, right now, and we can invite it in as well. And Jesus says, your kingdom come in this prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And I wonder if we fully understand the weight of that prayer. I wonder if we fully understand all that that means. So when we, throughout the summer, we've had a whole heap of stuff that we've done for youth. We've done like Rock Nations. We've done, um, we, we had a, the children had a holiday club. We had, our youth, young people have helped at another summer club that we did in Larbert. But one of the things that we went to very early on with our Kickstart Boys, so we've got two groups. We've got Kickstart Boys and we've got Kickstart Girls. That's our discipleship groups and youth. And the Kickstart Lads, we went on a camping trip that has been about three years delayed because of COVID. So we went, we went on this camping trip. We set everything up and we had some chats and we, we looked at this prayer. We looked at the prayer of Jesus telling his disciples how to pray. And we asked them, it's like, we asked the guys, do you ever struggle to think about what to pray for? And quite we all honestly just were very open and said, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you, can, you struggle where to start. And maybe some of you in this room are thinking, yeah, like there's time, been times in my life where I'm like, I'm not quite sure what to pray for. And I, I said, well, we had all admittedly struggled with this. And when basically we came around this and we were thinking about the kingdom of God, and there's some characteristics in the kingdom of God that we can focus on in our prayers. And so we said to these lads, ask them, is there sickness in the kingdom of heaven? No, there's, there's freedom, there's abundance. Is there, is there tears or sadness in the kingdom of heaven? And they're like, no, there's, there's not that either. There's joy, and joy, joy beyond anything that we could ever imagine. Is there pain or death? And they answered, no, there's life and life to the fullest. So we encouraged our boys that when they see something, when they see something in their life that, is not, that they recognize as not being part of God's kingdom, that they could pray God's kingdom into that situation. We encouraged our boys um, that if they saw something that wasn't in God's kingdom, to invite God's kingdom to come into that situation. So when they see a friend who's hurting, they pray for God's kingdom to come into that situation. When they see a situation where there is no hope, they pray for God's kingdom to come into that situation. And I don't know what's going on in each and every single one of the lives in here, but... Will you pray for whatever is going on in your life for God's kingdom to come into that situation? Will you pray for God's kingdom to come and to make changes in your life, to make changes in the the people around you life? Will you pray for his kingdom and rule to be over those circumstances, to be over those people that you care about, 
Because is there anything greater than his kingdom coming here on earth? Is there anything greater than seeing joy, happiness, pain-free, no tears, joy and freedom like you've never experienced before, beyond all understanding, beyond all comprehension? Is there anything greater than inviting the kingdom of God to come into our lives? I don't think so. That's one of the reasons why I think Jesus puts that, one of the first points in his prayer. He says, his kingdom, his sovereignty, sovereignty, his peace, his understanding, his joy, his power and his love. Who wouldn't want more of that in their life? Who wouldn't want more of that to come into their situation? But it comes back to that question. Like when we're praying that, we're praying, God, it's like, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Are we ready for his kingdom to come into our lives? Are we re- and another question that, that we have to ask is, are we ready for his will to be done? Often God will use, because we, we, sometimes we pray that and we think nothing of it, but when we pray, God, your will be done, quite often he's going to use us. Just to, just to use, he's going to use us to fulfill his work here on earth. So are we ready for that? Amen. Are we ready for yes. God to use us wherever we might find ourselves? Are we ready for that? Because that's a weighty prayer too. Yeah. That's a weighty prayer. Yes. God's will can be scary. There's plenty of people in the Bible that... That, that were called by God and were a little bit intimidated by it. Moses, for example, he didn't initially want to go for, go for it. Jonah, he literally turned and ran the other direction. He did not want to follow God's will. There's people in the Bible that found what God was asking them to do intimidating and uncomfortable. But sometimes it takes a little bit of faith and a little bit of courage to have the best experience that you will ever have. Has anyone ever seen We Bought a Zoo? Great movie. I love it. It's so good. But one, one, of the, one of the phrases that he uses in that movie is he, he says, sometimes it takes us 10 seconds of insane courage. And sometimes that's all it takes for, for us to follow God's will. We ask for it, and will we just take those 10 seconds of insane courage to say, yeah, God, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. I'm up for what you have in store for me. Romans 12 verse 2 says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, perfect, and pleasing will. Yeah. We're scared of it. It is uncomfortable. It is a little bit challenging. But that, that passage there says it's good, it's perfect, and it's pleasing. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. And so I, I need a volunteer. I need a youth volunteer, actually. So let's, uh, let's pick somebody that's... Uh, well, there's Micah. You could come up. No, okay, Charlotte, up you come. Right, Charlotte. So, when we talk about getting ready for God's will, right, the Bible tells us that we can gear up, right? So we, we can have, we can say, it says, stand firm then with the belt buckle of truth around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness, and with your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith and which you extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So his will is out there for each and every single one of us. And he's also going to equip us. So I don't have all the stuff, but I do have a shield. Right? So you fire that on there. I realize that you'll have to go and do your MD duties in a minute, but you can wear this stuff while you do that, I think. Helmet. <laughs> not quite on the bun there you go and a sword now just I want you to stand here and I want you to just be relaxed 
Is that a posture of readiness? No. When there's a lot of battle analogies that are used in the, in the Bible, and the Bible says that when we follow his will, God is going to provide for us and he's going to help us in that. So whenever we feel like we're intimidated by what God's asking us to do, he will gear us up. He will gear us up. He will give us everything that we need. He will give us a shield. He will give us a sword. But one of the things that we also need to do is we also need to have a posture of readiness. So get ready. That's it. <laughs> you can have all the gear, but not be in gear. And so God wants to help you to be in gear for the miracles that he has in for your life. So my question to you is, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you gear? We have the gear. We have access to it. But, the, but are you yourself ready for all the things that God has in store for you? Are you ready for his will? Are you ready for miracles that God will do in your life? Are you ready to share the good news of the gospel with those around you? That's what we're all called to do. But are we ready? We're geared up, but are we ready? Are you ready to go out and make disciples? Are you ready for Jesus to change your life and your, those, around you, those around you's life? Are you ready for more of God's kingdom to come in your life? And I'm going to invite the, the band to come up. But we asked our young people, we asked our young people for their highlights, and we asked them for, we asked them for what God was making them ready for. So we're going to watch a video on the, on the screen of our young people telling you guys what they are ready for. And I hope this will encourage you to think, what is God making me ready for this year? Oh no, the helmet's stuck. A couple of weeks ago, I went to Rock Nations and my highlight was definitely on the last night on the Saturday. Um, they asked us to come forward if we wanted the Holy Spirit to refill them and the amount of kids that went forward was amazing and I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. There was a moment when I looked around the room and almost every hand in that building was held high and I think it was just one of the best things that I've ever experienced before. Our motto this year for Rock Nations was, are you ready? And I definitely think that God is getting me ready to be more open about my faith and share my story and help other people my age come to know Jesus, especially in my school, but also out with school. My highlight of Rock Nations 2023 was definitely the worship, just the atmosphere, the songs they played and being able to be in God's presence with my friends and with my amazing youth leaders was a really, really amazing thing to experience and it was really cool to be a part of. Um, and after Rock Nations, I really feel that God is getting me ready to share my faith, not just with my non-Christian friends, but with people in my school that I don't even know. Um, I really feel that after Diego from Hillsong Portugal shared the word about confronting your comfort, God really told me that he felt I was too comfortable not talking about um, my faith and going to church with other, like, and sharing that with other people. So I really feel like after Rock Nations, God was telling me to step out of my comfort zone and to spread the word and to tell more people about God and the amazing things that he has in store for their lives. My highlight of Rock Nations was tribal wars for the energy and atmosphere everyone brought to it. God is preparing me for helping my friends get closer to God. My Rock Nations highlight from this year has probably been the worship, um, as well as the worship seminar where I got to talk to some of the musicians that are on the worship band at Life Church. Um, I'd say that 
through Rock Nations, God has got me ready for just the year ahead and all his plans for me, especially within the church. My Rock Nations highlight is absolutely destroying Gregor at basketball and winning tribal wars. And one thing God's doing for me this year is I like the picture David who was talking about having to have your hands open and ready for the next thing. So I'm ready for the next year. My highlight of Rock Nations was the preaching because I thought it was really good and I think that God has prepared me for the friendships I'm going to build this year. My highlight of Rock Nations was spending time at the church camp and meeting new friends and also Rock Nations has helped me become closer to God. My Rock Nations highlight this year was definitely the worship and I think God has made me ready to be brave and try new things. Our Youth Rock Nations motto this year was are you ready and I feel like God is getting me ready for worship and singing and sharing my faith with others. My highlight of the missions conference I went to was being able to go out and visit places and we went on a hike. That was really fun and I feel God's preparing me for meeting two new people in high school and just being confident. It says in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, it is written that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no human mind has known the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Are you ready for all the things that he has prepared for you? Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Please feel free to contact us through our website, foundchurch.co.uk, or you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.